On today's episode, I'm going to talk about grains. Welcome to the Reinvent Your Health Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Kester. I'm a husband of over 25 years, a father of two boys, a certified transformational nutrition coach, and a health, fitness, and personal development junkie. In late 2019, I decided I wanted to make some major life changes, starting with my physical health. I started changing what I was eating, I joined a gym, and lost 35 pounds. I decided I wanted to help others, so I got certified as a transformational nutrition coach. This podcast is about sharing my transformation journey and helping others that want to transform their lives as well. So, if you are ready to make some major life changes and reinvent your health, then this podcast is for you. Thank you for joining me. So grains doesn't sound like the most exciting topic to talk about, but it's a very important food category that there's a lot of confusion around. Grains are also one of the foods that have taken us from hunter-gatherers to domesticated people. So what exactly are grains? So grains are the seeds of grasses that are grown for food. And these plants are also called cereals. And grain-based foods are the number one source of calories in the American diet. So among adults, the number one source of calories is baked desserts. And among adolescents, the number one source of calories is pizza. And when it comes to flour, the average American consumes 133 pounds a year. So let's talk a little bit about the history of grains. So people started eating grains about 75,000 years ago in Western Asia. So these grains, including einkorn and emmer, were ancestors of today's wheat. Einkorn and emmer grew wild near the banks of rivers. So in those times, people harvested the grasses that grew naturally near their communities. But people really began cultivating or growing grain more recently. So in 2009, scientists announced that they had discovered the world's oldest known grain silo in Draw in what is now the nation of Jordan. So the silos, which date back 11,000 years, contain the remnants of barley and an early type of wheat. So again, grains have been part of our history for thousands of years and have helped us from becoming hunter-gatherers to domesticated people. So then how are grains constructed? So grains have four parts. And typically when we talk about grains, we only talk about three of the four parts when it comes to foods. So the very outer, outer layer of a grain is called the hull. And that is always removed during processing. It's inedible. So then the next portion of the grain is called the bran. And that's the skin of the kernel. And that is rich in antioxidants, phytonutrients, minerals, B vitamins, and fiber. So the next portion of the grain is the endosperm. And that provides food for the germ, which is the last portion. So the endosperm is a starchy carbohydrate. It has some protein and some B vitamins. It also breaks down into glucose. 
So then that leads us to the very last portion, as mentioned before, is the germ. And that's the embryo of the grain. And that really contains the most of the nutrients of the grain. And also B vitamins, vitamin E, magnesium, and potassium. Also some phytonutrients and unsaturated fats. So when we talk about grains in regards to foods, there are two things that you hear often. And that is whole grains and refined grains. So whole grains are the grains that have been minimally processed and they still contain the bran, the germ, and the endosperm. The endosperm makes up about 85% of a wheat grain, meaning that just 15% of the grain consists of all its fiber and most of its nutrients. So then when we talk about refined grains, that is the same plant as the whole grains they're just missing the germ, bran, and all the nutrients that go along with them. And they also have a longer shelf life than whole grains since the oily germ tends to become rancid when exposed to light and heat. So what are some of the processes that take place in the refined grains? Here's a list of some of the processes along with some examples of grains. So one of the first processes you're going to have is dehulling. And that's basically removing the hull of the grain. And all grains have that process. So the next process is sprouting. And that's partially germinating the seed. So example of that is sprouted brown rice or even sprouted bread. So then the next process is cracking. And that's where it's milled into smaller pieces. An example of that would be cracked wheat. So then the next process would be cutting. And that's just basically cutting it into smaller pieces. Example of that is steel-cut oats, which then takes us to rolling, and that's where it's steamed and rolled flat. Great example, rolled oats. So the next process is called puffing, and that's where it is inflated with air. So example of that is like puffed wheat cereal, which then takes us to grinding, where that's basically pulverizing into a meal or flour. So flour is a great example of that. So then the last process is either pearling or polishing, and that's basically where you're stripping away the bran and the germ, and a great example of that is, would be white flour. So then where the real confusion comes in is, is grain something I should be eating, or is it something I should not be eating? So if you grew up in the 80s like I did, then you, had, you remember the old food pyramid where it was grains were at the bottom, the biggest portion of the pyramid, and it was like 6 to 11 servings per day. So that pyramid was really made in a time period where fat was really villainized and grains were the hero that come in and save the day. And, and we have learned since then that that's really far from the truth. So when it comes to grains, there are some nutritional value to them. One is many of the grains are high in insoluble fiber. And insoluble fiber is a huge component of a healthy diet. High fiber promotes regular bowel movements eliminating toxins, and maintaining colon health. So the recommended dietary allowance today for dietary fiber is between 25 and 30 grams, but many adults get, a, get about half of that. But it also can be uh, have negative consequences if you get too much fiber. So really when it comes to grains, you got to keep in mind that it is a, it is a carbohydrate. So it will raise your blood sugar levels. Grains are also some of the highest foods on the glycemic index. So eating two slices of whole wheat bread raises your blood sugar 
more than eating two tablespoons of table sugar. So one of the reasons a lot of restaurants will bring you bread out before a meal is because bread will instantly spike your blood sugar. And when your blood sugar spikes, the, your hormone insulin spikes. And when insulin also drives tryptophan to the brain. And tryptophan is the precursor to serotonin, which is the don't worry, be happy neurotransmitter, which makes you more likely to order more food. Another thing that people have to watch out for when it comes to breads is gluten content. Gluten is basically the protein found in many wheats, and it's the thing that makes the dough doughy and the bread airy. Uh, It's really not something that we really should be eating, even if you don't have celiac disease. So again, when it comes to grains, it's really when it comes it comes down to a preference and it comes down to what your goals are. So it's one of those things where if you were overweight or obese, it's really not a good idea to have a ton of grains in your diet. Again, because it spikes, spikes your blood sugar, which raises your insulin. And if you are going to have some grains in your diet, it's better to stick to whole grains or even sprouted or fermented grains than it is to go with the refined grains. So if I was to redo a food pyramid today, there would be a tiny portion of the corner at the bottom that would have whole grains. And then a really tiny sliver of that would be for refined grains. Yeah, I would actually put refined refined grains on my food pyramid, just a small portion, because occasionally you get into a situation where you're out at a restaurant, you're not going to be able to find a lot of things that you need to be finding. So if you're going to have a sandwich and they have white bread, have the white bread. Just It's one of those things that you really want to watch, especially if you're trying to, to lose weight. Again, if you have control over it, you really want to stick to whole grains or sprouted or fermented grains as opposed to refined grains. But if you're really trying to lose weight, you're overweight or obese, it's really best to really limit or even eliminate a lot of the grains in your diet. So if you do decide that you want to keep grains in your diets and you're like, what kind of whole grains can I eat? Here are a few different whole grains that you can kind of look into that maybe can add to your diet. So let's start off with one called amaranth. So that was a staple of crops for the Aztecs. Now it's popular in gluten-free baking. So amaranth is also safe for people with uh, celiac disease. It's also what they call a complete protein, meaning that it contains all nine essential amino acids, including lysine, which is missing from most grains. Another grain you could try is bulgur, which consists of pre-cooked, dried, and ground kernels of durum and other types of wheat. It's a quick-cooking, fiber-rich grain. Another grain you could try would be einkorn. Einkorn is actually German for one kernel. It's likely the first type of wheat to be cultivated by humans, and icorn is higher in nutrients than modern wheat, Um, and pearled means it's it's not a whole grain, so do not get the pearled type. Another grain you could try would be farro, and it's a nutty, hearty grain. It's packed with protein and fiber. It's actually packed with more protein and dietary fiber than brown rice, pasta, and couscous. It's also a good source of magnesium zinc, and vitamin B3. Another grain to try would be spelt. 
and spelt has been grown in what is now southern Germany since about 4000 BC. It's copper color and was most popular it was the most popular type of wheat until industrialization. Another grain to try would be teff. It's a type of millet that's a staple grain in its native Ethiopia where it is probably domesticated 6000 years ago. Today teff is fermented and cooked into injera, a spongy crepe-like bread. It's gluten-free and the grains are very small and it has like a molasses-like flavor and it's high in iron and calcium. So those are just a few grains that you can try incorporating into your diet. Again, you don't need to completely avoid grains, but if really if you're trying to lose weight or you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, it's both it's best to really minimize your consumption of grains. But if that's not the case and you want to add some grains in your diet, it's still something you should sparingly use, but it's not going to hurt you to add grains. There are some nutritional value to it. All right. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. And if you like this episode, please subscribe, leave a positive review and share it with someone. You can also follow me on Facebook at Kester Health or on Instagram at Kester underscore health. And again, if you're interested in coaching, please visit my coaching website at KesterHealth.com.